0: The Bloody Pod Cassacre with Zach Walters and Kennedy Catherine. Ready when you are. Here I come. Here they come. The aliens. aliens. I mean, I mean
1: yeah. 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 Hello. Hi. My name is Zach. I'll be portraying the role of co-host of the Bloody Podcaster. The events that you are about to see, I don't know the rest.
0: I would love to start this podcast, but we're going to pause for one second because my eye is really irritated and I need to go look at it in a mirror. And we're back. And I have three hives underneath my eye and it will maybe swell shut during the duration of this podcast.
1: I wish I had something. I don't have like any...
0: It's not a problem. This is my doing. Zach has a cat who I love fiercely and I usually hold him, but I don't usually hold him as long as I did. Mm -hmm. And I am allergic to cats, but I don't let that stop me. He is still right here. (laughs) Yeah. I am still touching him.
1: He like normally doesn't sit with us. It's probably the second time.
0: Yeah. He usually goes off on his own, but today he said, dad vacuumed and I'm mad and Mm -hmm. I feel scared. So I'm going to sit right here.
1: And you know what else? Who else is scared me? What? With the spookies oh, in my apartment. Oh, tell us about it. So, probably about half an hour before Kennedy arrived, I was sitting making notes for the podcast and just like fine tuning all of the jarble that I wrote down. Mm-hmm. And as I'm sitting here, it sounded like something fell and like clashed into my kitchen sink. And yeah, so like I was like rattled in the yeah. aluminum. Mm-hmm. Got it. That was weird, but like I just took a cu- a cup off of the drying rack and maybe something just shifted and i thought maybe like a pot fell into the kitchen sink and about five minutes later it happened again but it was louder and i like physically jumped on my couch and was terrified nothing is in the kitchen sink other than like my current dishes that are filled with water Mm -hmm. from yesterday and so it hasn't happened again and i don't know what it was
0: i went and took a look myself could not see anything that would have created that sort of noise Because it's really just you have your dishes beautifully stacked in there. Thank you. So I don't know how or what or why. It's very spook. Mm -hmm. You don't think there's anything else that could have been in your kitchen or like it could have been in another unit at all?
1: The only other thing that I can think of is I'm assuming that the person who's on the other side of me, their kitchen matches up because then the water would be, the plumbing and everything would be similar. It's just mirrored. Yeah. Maybe that, but it, it for real was like, in my apartment. it's so weird. And I was like, "Did something fall in my bathtub? Did... But I was like, that's not metal. It's no, I like... wouldn't
0: have made that sound.
1: So, anyways.
0: They're coming to get you too now.
1: And you know what? We basically <laughs> live in Alaska,
0: so it would make sense. You know
1: what? Alaska is one of those places that, like...
0: Should be in Canada?
1: Yeah. And I'm like, is it a real place? Do people live there still?
0: Right. Like, Alaska seems like it should be in Canada, and Hawaii seems like it should not...
1: Be a part of uh, a...
0: The estates. Yeah. Right.
1: Did you say the estates?
0: The estates. Sure. So we are here today. Oh, I'm Kennedy Catherine. You're Zach Walters. I feel like we haven't done that in a long time.
1: No, I did say that I was Zach, the co-host of the Bloody Podcast, Hot Skirt in the style of...
0: Mila Jovovich.
1: Is it Jovovich? Yeah. Jovovich.
0: No. Oh, did I say Jovovich? Yeah. Okay, I know it's Jovovich.
1: Okay. But you said... Yokovich. J-
0: Jovovich. So both of us were wrong. Oh my
1: goodness. He is in bliss.
0: So um, we are here to discuss
1: the fourth kind. Mm-hmm. One thing that like I've realized is like we talked about this on the last podcast where like I have a set kind of list of horror movies and like things that I like. Mm-hmm. I think alien movies fully terrify me.
0: Well, you've had some experiences that scare you with aliens, right?
1: Which I feel like I've talked about them all before. You have. When it comes to like demons and like. That kind of stuff, I'm not easily like scared by it because I'm like, I don't know. But then when it comes to aliens, I'm like, absolutely not.
0: I'm kind of the opposite. Interesting. I think it's because spirits to me feel very like of this realm.
1: Right. But also, who's to say aliens aren't?
0: Well, I just mean in like a physical, earthly sense. Right. If aliens are existing among us, they're doing a damn fine job keeping it a secret. So I'm not too worried about it and in the context of them not being on Earth, then they're not on Earth. Whereas, like, spirits, there could be five in this fucking room right now.
1: There probably is. There might
0: be. And I haven't had any experiences that necessarily freak me out in terms of, like, concrete evidence of ghosts. But it is a more uh, pressing concern in my life than aliens seem to be.
1: Fair. I feel like as a child it was more aliens. Yeah. Because I didn't really know the extent of what demons could do to people. You know hypothetically Hypothetically,
0: because logistically probably not much
1: yeah um so aliens scare the shit out of me
0: like present day still do
1: i think like if i was to go to like a brand new scary movie that was based around aliens i probably wouldn't be as frightened Mm -hmm. um but like when aliens were like they had that like two years of films where it was all the rage all
0: aliens all the time yeah
1: i hated all of them they were scary to me
0: this movie though doesn't actually have any aliens i know isn't that fun
1: It's, like, surprising even though it's, like, that's all it's supposed to be. I would have loved, like, a
0: Signs moment. Like, just an alien crossing the street.
1: (laughs) A good old alien Bigfoot moment. I just watched that movie for the first time last year.
0: Signs? Yeah, we talked about that, actually.
1: And I really enjoyed it. It's a
0: good movie. Mm M. Night Shyamalan.
1: M. Night Shyamalan has lost his magic, in my personal opinion.
0: What did he recently make that you didn't old. like? Old. I also did not like old. I don't know if we talked about it. On, talked about it on the pod. Maybe you did, but I never mm-hmm. did. I did. I watched it recently. Yeah, didn't I saw like it back it. in
1: July. It's one of those movies that everything you need to know is in the trailer, and the ending of the movie is so underwhelming.
0: The whole movie was just underwhelming, and it feels like it was a mo- once again a movie where I just didn't really care about anybody.
1: They were like dying, and people were aging, and I was like, you know what? That's life, baby. Truly it's just you guys are doing it in a day it was the sims (laughs) oh my god i wow you really said i have the reference and i'm gonna plug it
0: i really said synopsis i got it it's a game of the sims yeah
1: (sighs) should we get into this movie
0: let's just get into it let's just give a little synopsis since the 1960s a disproportionate number of the population in and around the town of noam alaska have gone missing Despite FBI investigations, the disappearances remain a mystery. Dr. Abigail Tyler, a psychologist played by Mila Jovovich, may be on the verge of blowing the unsolved cases wide open when during the course of treating her patients, she finds evidence of alien abductions. The movie oscillates between what they call archival footage, reenactments, and a televised interview with Dr. Tyler. The basis for the film is a series of events that happened in October 2000. A few months earlier, Dr. Tyler's husband was mysteriously murdered in his sleep, leaving her to raise their two children. We see tapes she kept of patients undergoing hypnotherapy. Two of her patients have experienced creatures attempting to enter their homes at night, something they remember as being dreams about owls. Later, one of those patients kills his family, and then himself. Dr. Tyler begins to suspect these patients may have been victims of alien abductions. She then begins to believe she has also been a victim of an abduction. Later, another patient admits that there was no owl. He speaks of, quote, them, but cannot remember anything further. Later, he insists that Dr. Tyler come to his home to hypnotize him and get something horrific out of his head. While he's under hypnosis, he suddenly jerks and begins hovering above his bed with a distorted electronic voice coming out of him. His three upper vertebrae completely sever, leaving him paralyzed from the neck down. This does not look good for Dr. Tyler, causing the local sheriff to become suspicious, putting her under police watch for a night. The dash cam footage from the officer watching the house shows a large black triangular object flying into view. Deputies rush into the house, finding Dr. Tyler with her son as she screams that her daughter was taken into the sky. Not believing her abduction theory, they suspect her and her daughter's disappearance and remove her son from her custody. He goes with them willingly, not believing the abduction theory either. Under hypnosis, it is revealed that Dr. Tyler witnessed the abduction of her daughter and also showed scenes of her own abduction, showing part of the ship and hinting they possibly took human egg cells from her as well. The camera scrambles and she begs the alien to bring her daughter back. It says that it will never return her. She is abducted during the hypnosis session with no memory of what happened. She wakes up in a hospital after breaking her neck in the abduction. Later, it's shown that she is paralyzed. In the present, she is asked how anyone can take her claims of alien abduction seriously. She says she has no choice but to believe her daughter is still alive. The interview ends as she breaks down in tears. In the film's epilogue, it states that she was cleared of all charges against her. Her son remains estranged, and her daughter was never found.
1: I'm going to be honest, I didn't listen to a word you said.
0: To be fair, I made the synopsis myself, and it is a very, um, mm, it's a very light breakdown of what happens in this movie. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of characters and there's a lot of versions of people, uh, because we have our reenact. So basically, if you haven't seen The Fourth Kind, this is a pseudo-documentary. It's a mockumentary, basically, mm-hmm. where we have Mila Yovovich coming in to play Dr. Abigail Tyler. And we kind of cut scenes together. There's actually a really poor choice of editing where they sort of have, like, four screens. What will be, like, the fake archival footage and then the actual, like, Mm reenactments. It's it's interesting. And then it cuts to, like, the most dead-looking woman playing Dr. Abigail Tyler in this televised interview. She
1: is. Her eyes are, like, sunken. She is, like...
0: Gray. She has
1: seen shit.
0: She is presently and actively catatonic
1: yeah i just want my daughter
0: <laughs> so she sounds like the wheezy guy from family guy
1: yeah yeah i know what i'm not wrong no you're not so obviously you and i had this conversation going into this that when we both first originally watched this movie we thought this was real
0: also, I remember loving it.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Questions for myself. Me too. Because, wow. I mean, like,
1: there's still, like, some aspects of it that I still really enjoy. But, like, yeah. overall as a whole. It's not a great it's movie. not good. <laughs> um, But, yeah, w- both of us thought that this movie was full-on real. Which
0: is, I texted you, why did I think a movie that had a reenactment of a sex scene, why did I think that
1: was real? I don't know. Why do reenactments... If you're trying to make this found footage style movie, you have the footage. You have the footage. Why? I watched do a, one or the other. T-
0: I watched a ton of like videos and read a ton of reviews, and basically all it boils down to is like, why any of it? Why any <laughs> of the editing choices? Yeah. Why was Dr. Abigail ever even like involved in research for this? Why well, was, it was her, her husband? husband? Okay, but why yeah. was her husband? Why was he partially doing it in secret? Was he actually murdered or did he actually commit suicide? Why was her daughter abducted? Why? Why? No I mean, answer. I, an,
1: I don't have an answer. No. And I don't want to know. I do com- commend them. Is that the word?
0: Sure. Like, tip your like hat? Like praise? Yes. Yeah.
1: Okay. I for some reason I was like, no, that's negative.
0: No, Command is good.
1: Yeah. For doing it.
0: They did it all the way.
1: <laughs> you know? And I think like they like even prior, apparently this was a script that was like in a list of two thousand seven, two thousand and eight, where it was like movies that should be made movies. It's like some sort of award. Oh. It's like actually like a thing. I can't remember what it's called. Okay. But so I went and looked at the script mm-hmm. and one thing that like caught my eye was like the very beginning of it. It's on the first page and it's written into like for the characters in production. But it says all archived audio materials provided by Dr. Gail Gale. What a name. <laughs> all archived audio material provided by Dr. Tyler is underlined. All of her archived video material provided by her is bolded. The interview with Dr. Tyler was done by, um, with myself, the writer-director, in one continuous session on February 18th, 2006. This interview material is italicized. The archive, audio, video, and interview materials all have been described in this text as accurately as possible and to the best ability of the writer and director. Discrepancies between the text and actual material is purely accidental and unintentional. What? It's like this, like, preface for the actors.
0: It's like a treatment.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And so I'm like, did they know going in that like all of this material
0: was fake? Yeah. I think they did. Well, because I mean the woman who plays Dr. Abigail Tyler, but the real one is going to know.
1: I guess all of them being the reenactment cast.
0: Um, I would say yes, given that these are all professional actors. Like there's some gets in this movie. Like mm-hmm. Mila Jovovich is a good actress. Yeah. What is his name? Elias Cote Cot... Um... Oh, he's in so many horror films. Elias Cotius? He played, um, her kind of like her counterpart, Abel. Mm. They would all know. Yeah. They're professional actors. I... Listen. Yes? I didn't like it.
1: Here's what I like about this movie. Okay, let's get let's, into that. I do like... My favorite scene, which I will get into more, is, like, the very ending one where the alien has contacted her. Yes. Um, and she kind of becomes paralyzed.
0: <laughs> right. I don't
1: like it because she is paralyzed.
0: But oh. she did become paralyzed. Yes.
1: But I liked all of the, like, VHS tapes. Yeah. I thought that they were all very well done. They were all realistic, in a sense.
0: The better acting happening in those than yeah. the actual fucking professional actors. Like,
1: specifically one that, like... I was like, this is better in the real one was...
0: The first guy?
1: Yes, where he's screaming and he's in that bed and he sits up straight.
0: Oh, also the guy who like kicks over the side table. Oh, yeah. Also very good.
1: Sorry, I just had like a weird flashback when you said that.
0: Did you kick over a side table one?
1: No. So I remember now... So when I watched this movie in high school and I was Googling like, was it real? And then I remember like looking like the lamp that was in... That one where he kicks it over Mm -hmm. is later in a scene where Mila Jovovich. Yovo, Yo, yo. The whole
0: thing was a struggle. (laughs) Mila Jovovich.
1: Yeah. It's like in her office. Oh. Or like something. Yeah. So there's like a bunch of like errors like that. And so.
0: She just went back to order. She just got it on. uh... She's got replicas in the back
1: office. These tapes. Oh, I guess she never saw the tapes. She was the living tape.
0: Well, also like a. She's a therapist, she's used to violent outbursts. Yeah. She's gonna have multiple lamps.
1: Puts it down every day and she's like, <laughs> if it breaks, I got a new one in the back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't even remember where I was going with that.
0: Um when you first saw it, you googled it to see if it was real and then you saw the whole thing before about the tapes. That. Shit.
1: Things we liked about it. Things we liked. Yes. So I just really like the found footage aspect of it.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I feel like it did something that I had never seen before and haven't really seen mm-hmm. again. Like, well, obviously yeah. we've seen mockumentary stuff and found footage. This blend is not something that I know mm-hmm. I've ever seen before. I don't think that they Blair Witched the United States. Like, no. the, the United States. <laughs> well. <laughs> I don't think they Blair Witched the world by it. Like, I think people mm-hmm. were like, no. They
1: could see through it.
0: Yeah. Because the acting, quite honestly, was not very good.
1: No. But as a child, we were told.
0: Absolutely. I wasn't um, even a child. I was no. probably 16 yeah. and I
1: got duped. Yeah. Good for them, though. They got me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I don't think I've ever seen something like it again. No. Interesting. Now I kind of want to go see if there's something similar to it.
0: The only thing that I really find interesting about like this movie, any of the research that I've done, is sort of some like moral and ethical questions about is it okay to make like a spoof style fake story assigning this like sort of outlandish meaning or reason to these people's deaths or disappearances when this is lightly based on a true story. And Mm -hmm. that is not what happened.
1: Yeah. It's like this weird gray area.
0: Right. So I'm just going to like kind of get into that a little bit. Mm. So in this real town, because this is a real town, Nome, Alaska, but they actually shot in Bulgaria, which is interesting. So in this actual town, roughly two dozen people went missing between 1960 and 2004. But Nome sits like right on the coast. It's very isolated. It's very desolate. It's not a very big place at all. There is no actual roads or like a ferry system going in and out. So you have to be flown in. And so people are very isolated there and they have extremely harsh winters. So when this whole thing is happening and people are going missing, it's not really a thing, actually. Mm -hmm. It's over a span of decades, but still people think... What Like, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And so an FBI investigation gets launched because people were starting to hypothesize that potentially there was a serial killer. And that's not what happened. Like, no, at no point ever in any investigations did people hypothesize that it had anything to do with UFO activity mm-hmm. or aliens. Most of these people, it was just like a combination of horrible weather and alcohol consumption, mm-hmm. which is something that actually happens where we yeah. live, too. Mm-hmm. People drink. Cars break down. They think they can walk home or they just, they're walking in general. Mm -hmm. People go missing because they die due to weather conditions. I think it was something like nine bodies were not found, but it's, um, 350 miles of like country roads and back roads. So geez, people can go missing.
1: And especially if it's like, like you're going to have to go like. Search by foot for people. Yeah. You know, if it's, like, you're saying, like, if it's country. Right. That's a lot.
0: It is. But it's, like, these are real people and Mm -hmm. real things that happened. And while they didn't, they they never specifically name anyone who was a Mm -hmm. real person who went missing. But the town was upset. They didn't like the film exploiting the disappearances. And they didn't like that the area was used as, like, this form of hype for this fake documentary. And I think that that's a fair criticism or a fair Mm -hmm. assessment.
1: I'm trying to think of other movies that do that.
0: There isn't really any. Because you think of like Blair Witch, it's all completely fabricated. Mm -hmm. Of course, like we've talked about, the town that is mentioned in Blair Witch was then has like suffered immensely because of it because people go there constantly. I mean, it brings in tourist money, I guess. Yeah, I was
1: going to say they kind of had like a regs to riches for some Mm -hmm. aspects, but
0: they were also vandalized, having people come in on Halloween all the time, like, you know, harassing locals and stuff like that. So that's the only thing that kind of happened there. And if they hadn't used that town, it wouldn't have made a difference. They could have completely fictionalized the whole thing because none of that was based in reality. Whereas like this, they are exploiting the story of a bunch of Mm -hmm. missing people from a town.
1: Putting an unrealistic.
0: Like fantastical reason. Yeah.
1: I think that like the one thing that they could have done is just not use Gnome.
0: Right. A hundred percent.
1: Like that's the, that's the solution to this.
0: Absolutely.
1: You could literally put it, like, in the Yukon.
0: You could put it anywhere. Yeah. It didn't have to be. Like, the weather systems and that it being in Alaska didn't really play much of a role outside of the fact that it was a bit of an um, isolated town.
1: hmm But then do you think watching it for the first time and then going and, like, doing a little bit of research and finding that, like, Nome actually has missing, missing people. But, I mean, everywhere has missing people
0: what are you saying so like basically it
1: it gives it credibility in a sense yeah
0: well it does but because of that the alaska press sued universal studios because universal studios made a number of fake websites alleging to have like archived press releases and articles the stupid thing that they did was that they put them under publications that actually exist
1: see there's the issue
0: right so like they actually use this real town and then they use like local publications names
1: it's like gnome daily for instance
0: yeah it was like the fairbanks herald or something mm-hmm. like that and said that they you know reported alleged ufo activity alien sightings or whatever alongside these missing people which is not true mm-hmm. so that's defamation
1: i agree with that that aspect of it of like going too far
0: Well, I just think it's dangerous, you know, not necessarily in this story, but just like as a whole, because I do like then, the FBI investigation had already happened. Mm -hmm. So the people who were found are found. Mm -hmm. The nine bodies that were never found are probably not going to be found. But in a more relevant case, I do think that it's a little bit dangerous to perpetuate a narrative about something that is so wildly untrue because then people are not looking at the facts in the Mm -hmm. right way in order to have these things Looked at or solved,
1: especially um one of the main things that I took away from one of like the articles I read is that fifty one percent I don't remember what year this was fifty one percent of the population was indigenous people in mm-hmm. Alaska. Mm-hmm. yeah, having that narrative, oh, it's all just aliens takes away from a lot
0: the truth of these the lives that they've lived, mm-hmm. yeah. It kind of reminds me of um, what's just happened with Astroworld and Mm. the Travis Scott concert. How people have gone online and you'll see like videos and tweets about people being like, oh, it was so demonic. This thing that happened is so demonic. It's demon activity and it's like, it's the devil's work. Imagine losing someone to this horrifying event and then people turn it into like this outlandish, unbelievable concept when you're just standing there being like, No, humanity is awful and a person made terrible decisions and the people above them and below them made horrible decisions and now someone I love is dead. Mm -hmm. And you're exploiting that for your weird
1: truth. Online, yeah.
0: To further your narrative. It's just exploitive. It's really Mm -hmm. dangerous. Anyways, sorry. No. It's a tangent.
1: But that's a good tangent. Thank you. Because that has been... Absolutely, like, heartbreaking to read. So horrifying. Over these past couple of weeks. I know. That's a whole other count of worms really to is. get into. Um, But one thing that's, like, crazy to me. So I don't know what the population of Alaska is as a whole, but I'm assuming it's not high.
0: I do think that Alaska is sort of similar to where we live, which is, like, it's a large landmass, mm-hmm. but it's not very densely populated. Um, 730,000 people.
1: Wow. Yeah. According to an article in 2004, 3,323 people were reported missing in the state of Alaska. Wow. That was just in 2004, and it was higher than anywhere else in the United States. Wow. Um, Because of weather? Yeah, due to those conditions. Like, just in general, people Mm who went missing. Mm -hmm. Since police began recording numbers in 1988, they've received 60,700... How do you say that? 60,700... Sixty.
0: Six zero seven zero zero.
1: Sixty thousand seven hundred. Yep. That sounds so stupid. Saying
0: numbers fucks me up every time. Like if you were like twenty five thousand, I would be like two five zero 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 or yeah. two comma five zero zero. Like I can never put numbers. That's the together. same thing.
1: Twenty five hundred? No, twenty
0: five hundred would be two zero yes. or two two five zero zero. Right. And twenty five thousand would be twenty five thousand. <laughs> Fuck.
1: So, yeah, this is 60700. That's how many, like, reports that they have received.
0: Of missing people?
1: Since 1988.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: And that's just, like, a report. So it's not to be, like, someone could be found the next morning. You know?
0: Right. This is That's an interesting thing about missing people, particularly missing kids, mm-hmm. is that... Sometimes numbers will look astronomical, but say if a child goes missing and someone calls it in and they're found like three minutes later down the road because they quote unquote decided to run away, mm-hmm. that's still a number in like missing children's reports. Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, that was just kind of like one thing where I was like, that is so many reports. Yeah. Just on missing people.
0: Yeah. And you know how many of them were taken by aliens?
1: Zero. <laughs> Maybe one.
0: Maybe one. We can never know.
1: No. So I kind of just want to talk about my favorite scene okay. and why I love it. But then I also want to, like, get into some, like, other theories. Okay. So my favorite scene in this movie is the last scene where Dr. Abigail, Tyler, Mila is completely taken out of the scene. So it's just the found footage, which I like mm-hmm. because I'm like, I do not want to see her thrash around also. I don't need to see two people thrashing. Yeah, no, it's a lot. Um, so she's kind of in her hypnotic state she's kind of like being visited by an alien or it's kind of taken over her body and speaking through her. Mm-hmm. I can never fully tell, but I'm assuming it's speaking through her. I think so. Yeah. Um, So it's after her daughter has gone missing and she's speaking with this figure in the Sumerian language on the left hand of the side is the VHS footage tape. And it's her like kind of like thrashing around on a couch with her jaw completely like unhinged. unhinged. Um, And she's like a hole in her face. Yeah, it is. And she's like screaming, but not, I don't know. And then on the right-hand side of the screen is the um, transcription of the audio that is happening Mm -hmm. in it. And so it's between her voice. There's not really a lot of the other people talking. They're just kind of sitting back like, oh, yike. And then the Sumerian voice. But... This is a scene that really like fucked me up watching it the first time because after this it cuts to her in the wheelchair and you're like Oh shit, oh like yeah. this happened. She's in a wheelchair. Yeah. Um but I think that the like the reason I love this is because it kind of teeters that line of it like, is it an alien? Is it like a demon?
0: Is she mentally ill? Yes.
1: Is this like group psychosis? hmm Um
0: A folia do, which is my favorite word.
1: I've never heard that.
0: Well, you do. Shared psychosis.
1: Interesting. Yeah. The more you know. Um, but some of the lines that are like kind of transcribed and like translated from this ancient Sumerian language that the alien is speaking is that it says, Child never return. Mm-hmm. I am. Truth remains. Father. And then I am God. Yes. Is this like a demon thing? Is that why- a theory? My theory, okay, personally, because I'm like, the movements...
0: There is more of like a demonic feeling to a lot of scenes of this movie mm-hmm. than like your stereotypical classic alien movie.
1: Yeah, like the only like thing that I remember is like her like abduction scene that they tried to recreate was the only like alien specific... No, that's not true. Because there was that ship that went over the building. Do you remember yeah, that scene? Yeah,
0: I mean like there's little things like that, but like for the most part the way that people are acting feels really like possessed
1: well and another thing is they keep waking up at 3 a.m
0: right which is demonic activity usually
1: there's this thing where i'm like i don't think it may be aliens maybe it literally just is demons why would an alien know an ancient sumerian language Mm -hmm. and then threaten that you are god and that you are a father trying like i would think like a demon would try to mimic your belief system in example christianity
0: oh right 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 oh yeah yeah yeah. very good point
1: you know it's just like why would an alien want to like threaten like that
0: i mean i don't know because i don't know their
1: motives but
0: no i mean that's another part of this movie that's confusing is there's like no motive why this town why these people but i i don't know that's a really good question because we, I think, generally think of aliens as, like, sort of a benign – either, like, a benign presence where mm-hmm. they're here but they're not really, like, that interested in us or they're, like, a much higher intelligence.
1: Mm-hmm. Or they're coming here to invade, right. like, attack.
0: But if they do – in my mind, they're not like a, we're God. Yeah. They're a whole other belief system. They mm-hmm. don't even, they're not even tapped into like what that would mean.
1: Mm-hmm. Interesting. So that's where I'm kind of like, why? You demons? You demons?
0: Ghosts? Ed and Lorraine? Oh my God. I found some crazy shit out about Ed and Lorraine Warren the other day too.
1: Like bad things? Yeah. I don't want to know right now. All all right, we'll talk about, we'll about, talk it, about
0: after. it later. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so that's kind of like all I have regarding this movie
0: i just feel like i want there to be more i want to have like thoughts and feelings and opinions
1: i say that but like there's one thing that we like completely miss that we should oh, talk what, about what the, the owls right what
0: have you ever seen an owl with its legs fully extended
1: <laughs> no but i've seen baby <laughs> owls and those are terrifying have you seen those
0: yes you look at this
1: <laughs> ew right Also, look at that one the bottom right hand, where it's like little toes are, like hello. Yeah. Have you ever googled mega bats?
0: I have. Why are they the size of people?
1: I was like moving to this city. My mom used to live here, like when she was in her twenties. Oh really? Um, one thing she always told me is so she used to live a couple blocks from where I currently live. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that's like on the corner of the bridge. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she told me all the time that she would just hear bats like in the walls, like constantly and i so me expecting to move to the city i was like bat, bat big city experiences yeah. bats
0: kind of like new york with rats
1: yes but here we have the air rats
0: um adorable thing is that my roommate who grew up in australia one of her parents is canadian mm-hmm. and um she used to hear about bears and she used to think that like when she was walking to school like th- there would just be bears <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's amazing isn't it cute yeah i remember also for all of our american listeners As a school, we went to Chicago when I was, yeah, 14, 13. Um, We had a bunch of, like, kids ask us if we rode polar bears to school.
0: Once when I was in Jamaica, a guy asked me if we lived in Igloos.
1: Yeah. And I said, no. No. And then we said, do you guys carry guns everywhere? And they went, yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, they believe, like, total urban legends about us. We just hope that what we believe about them isn't true. And it is.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like, or I think they also asked us if we, like, had moose. Yeah.
0: Meese everywhere.
1: Meese, meese, geese. How about and- that
0: moose who just broke into a <laughs> school in the oh. city?
1: That was so, the that photo.
0: It's just a moose standing in the like, classroom.
1: And it's like, why aren't we learning? It's like, hello guys. <laughs> she deserves an education. Yeah. My grandparents, and by that I mean my grandpa used to own a bison farm. Cool. Just random things.
0: There's a bison farm on the way to my cabin and I was like looking at them. Majestic. They're so big.
1: They are big and they're such an odd shape. It's, like, really big, and then they're, like...
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Like, you, they would not be easy to ride. Yeah. I don't think that historically bison have been ridden, but they're no. hoops, they're thick boys. Yeah. chunky boys.
1: And that's our animal talk. <laughs> but um, the owls. Yeah, the owls. What about them? Well, like, why are they so significant in portrayal to...
0: In regards to the... Aliens. Alien abductions. Owls. And aliens. We're just doing on-the-fly research. That's what we're all about here at the Bloody Podcaster.
1: Ooh, do you know what I want to know? Is if anyone is listening, and I hope that other people are listening, if you have any, like, you, someone you know, like...
0: Alien situation? Yeah. My dad. What? My dad was in the paper when he was, I think, a teenager for seeing a UFO. On a day where, like, multiple people saw it in the city.
1: I'm going to, we're going to have to Google this after. Do you think that we'll be able to find I archived?
0: Don't, probably not. I think we'd have to look like, I think we'd have to look in the library. Oh, um, that sounds like work. Yeah, it does. There's a book that came out in 2020 under the psychology section called Owl's Synchronicity and the UFO Abductee. The owl has held a place of reverence and mystique throughout history. And as strange as this might seem, owls are often showing up in conjunction with the UFO experience.
1: Interesting.
0: Very interesting. Owls are odd. I know. I always get excited when I see one, though. They seem so wise. You look at them and I'm like, mm, I respect you.
1: There was, when was this article from? May 28th of this year. Okay. Um, An unidentified flying object was reported over Saskatchewan earlier this month as a pilot traveling from Fairbanks, Alabama to Minneapolis, Minnesota. Why are you up in Saskatchewan? I
0: don't know.
1: The incident filed with the Transport Canada Civil Aviation Daily Occurrence reporting took place on May 9th near Hudson Bay, Saskatchewan. A pilot with Delta Airlines reported something um, well above them moving to the left despite the plane cruising, cruising at 39,000 feet.
0: Well, did you know Saskatchewan has the most UFO activity behind Roswell, New Mexico? We are like insanely high statistically for UFO activity. Ew. Yeah, UFO activity and things like that are often seen in places that have... A lower population and a large landmass.
1: Ew, there was an incident 45 minutes from my hometown. Ew, I don't want to get into this right now.
0: All right. You look (laughs) upset. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. (sighs) Whenever people find things out, you just have to remind yourself. The thing has been there and been true the whole time. You just didn't know about it. It changes nothing about your life. In the same way that previously... That information existed and was true, and it didn't affect your life. Just because you know about it doesn't mean it's going to happen.
1: But now I am self-aware.
0: And self-awareness is a wonderful thing, sometimes.
1: One thing I kind of want to just also say is, if you did, like, and still do really like this movie, I would recommend watching the movie Dark Skies.
0: Oh, I've heard good things.
1: Uh, Carrie Russell's in that movie, and she plays the mother of a family who their peaceful suburban... Suburban? Their peaceful suburban life is... Uh, rocked by an escalating series of disturbing events, which uh, one of them may have arrived from beyond the stars. Ooh. And then also another one I made that you watch this trailer last time we were together is Phoenix Forgotten, which mm-hmm. is about the Phoenix Lights. That one's more like Blair Witch mm-hmm. found footage alien. Fun. So those are kind of two things that I'm like, if you want like alien horror movies ish, mm-hmm. go to those two. Okay. Other than the signs. Science.
0: Just before we go, I yeah. want to say what my biggest gripe with this movie is. Absolutely. It's extremely surface level with the characters when something profoundly traumatic is happening. You're right. Like her husband dies in the beginning and we see like no mourning. Mm-hmm. We see like no consequence or outcome to this like potential murder. It's just like three months later she's raising her kids and that's like, and that's it. And she's like,
1: like maybe I should finish his research.
0: We don't care enough about anyone to care about anyone.
1: Amen. That goes, Cut it. <laughs> yeah, And that's to, goes to this day.
0: Yeah well should we write it yeah scare factor is hard because i know when i first watch it it scared the shit out of me but you don't see anything the imagery is really not there Mm -hmm. outside of like the people look a little scary Mm -hmm. in their hypnotherapy sessions
1: yeah it's mostly like the like after that like you're like this could happen to me i'm gonna wake up at 3 Mm a.m there's gonna be an owl two yeah now i would give it like a one or two yeah back then it was a 10
0: unsettling a little higher? Like a four?
1: Yeah. I'm going to stick with four as well. I was going to say five, but no, it doesn't go into the 50% or higher.
0: Story. I think it's a good story that with a different cast and a little bit and a different type... <laughs> You're like,
1: it's a great story. With a different production company, a different <laughs> cast, a different movie, a different soundtrack, well, the, it would be great. <laughs> the
0: thought in and of itself is not bad. Right. Like a six seems fair to me.
1: I agree. I put 6.5 actually. Nice. So...
0: Was it a paper cut? Or was it a bloody massacre? Paper cut. Yeah, absolutely. Just leave it there.
1: Yeah. Anyways.
0: Anyways, when this comes out, I'll be on vacation. So see you after.
1: <laughs> cool.
0: You know where to find us. TikTok, Twitter, Instagrams. Everywhere that podcasts are found, including YouTubes. That's it. That's all, Did I Leave
1: us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Leave us
0: a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Please. And thank you. Mm.
1: Ziba, do eat her. Until next time. In the end, what you believe is yours to decide.